Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It is your boy, Hip Hop Lobby, coming to you live and direct from Just Politic and Studios. And today, I'm sitting down with the big homie, Fiji the Great, to talk about buying back the block, the importance of understanding finance, credit, credit scores, and really how to build generational wealth. Now, this conversation isn't really one that's super easy. We're not experts. I'm a financial expert. Anybody who knows, I'm a lobbyist, political consultant. My man, Fiji the Great works in the public sector in the great city of Atlanta. But we're no financial experts. We're not going to tell you what to invest in and how to invest and things of that nature. But we at least want to spark what the remnants of the conversation would be, which is the importance of understanding finance, the importance of understanding credit, and how to build black wealth. There's a gentleman I've been watching on YouTube for the past few months named Jay Morrison. If you haven't had a chance to check him out, that's J-A-Y Morrison on YouTube. Check out some of his channels on not only the importance of credit, how to build black wealth and how to buy back the block. It's more than a rap song. It's a lifestyle. So again, we're no financial experts. If it's your boy, the hip hop lobbyist, the next voices you hear will be mine and the big homie Fuses are great talking about credit, buying back the block, building black wealth, and a little bit of Bitcoin. You don't know about Bitcoin? You're going to get the first remnants of Bitcoin this episode. Anyway, those will be the next voices you hear. It is your boy, the hip hop lobbyist. It's just politics and podcast. Please stay tuned. So sick of niggas. I want money like Cosby. Who wouldn't? Is this kind of talk that make me think you probably ain't got no pudding? Niggas got them kind of dreams from jail. You in the streets, nigga, make your moves, get your mail. Niggas are coasting the SL, but can't post bail. Niggas are roast the L, but scared to throw your toast. Well, I'm here to tell niggas it ain't no swell. It's heaven, then it's hell, niggas. One day you're cruising in your seven, next day you're sweating, forgetting your lies. Alibis ain't matching up. Bullshit catching up. Here with the Rico. They repo your vehicle Everything was all good just a week ago About to start bitching, ain't you? Ready to start snitching, ain't you? I forgive your weak ass, hustling just ain't you Aside from the fast cars Honeys that shake they ass and bars You know you wouldn't be involved with the underworld dealers Carriers of Mac Millers East Coast bodies, West Coast caterpillars Little monkey niggas turn gorillas Stopped in the station, filled up on Octane And now they're not sane and not playing That goes without saying Slaying day in and day out with money playing Then they play you out Trying to escape my own mind Lurking the enemy Representing infinity with presidencies You know Alright now, fitting that we all playing games here Seeing that we all players, you know Monopoly is a perfect game for us, you know this is Just Politic and Podcast, rapping with the bo- my homie, Feezy the Great, talking about building black wealth. Feezy, let's, what do you think about building black wealth, the importance of credit and things of that nature? Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, due to certain people's upbringing and certain people's culture, when it comes to building black wealth, I, I don't think that we were properly equipped to do such a thing, especially after we took such a loss after the um, Black Wall Street bombing in Oklahoma City. So, I mean, we never, I don't think, we honestly never really recruit uh, fully up until now because a lot of a lot of times we're currently dealing with a lot of people who you'll catch them, you know, digging deep into 
investing and digging deep into uh, being financially secure, everything like that. You know, we have uh, pillars in our culture, such as Dr. Boyce Watkins, who promote uh, black financial uh, wealth and building it for generational uh, wealth and everything like that. So I think it's an amazing thing. I just don't think that there's enough people that knows the game um right now i mean we still have a long way to go even though we still have a lot of millionaires and things like that I, and i just realized and learned that i personally know a millionaire and i had no clue he was a millionaire. i knew he had a lot of money but i didn't realize he was a millionaire and then that kind of is that reality check of saying well hell what the hell am, what the fuck have i been doing nigga? i need to get my shit together so you know that's part of the reason why we having the conversation tonight you know to kind of put a couple people before the eight ball because there's a lot of people that still behind the eight ball. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm out here balling, but nigga, I'm, I got a pretty decent financial mindset, you know, when it comes to saving money, investing money. And when it comes to, you know, doing certain things with money or whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's all I'm here, man. I'm here to talk about the money side of it. You're here to talk about the credit side of it. Um, so as far as credit is concerned, uh, it's definitely something substantial and it's, it's definitely a very, very, very strong weapon if you use it correctly. But again, as I was just saying, there's not enough people that truly knows how to properly utilize credit. You know, I think that we come up with this mindset thinking, oh, if we get a thousand dollar credit card or we 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 max out the thousand dollars and just pay it off. It don't work like that. There's a strategy when it comes to credit and everything like that. So that's just my personal opinion. I mean, cause, you know, you say a very something very poignant. You know, I would say one of my favorite words. Because if y'all don't know Feezy, y'all got to understand. It's not just Feezy. Feezy is great. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talk about saving money. This is frugal Feezy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they'll all be saving his coins. And a lot of people don't get on on the fact of saving money. You know, like most people, BMF, blowing money fast. That's how they live their life. But... You have to have that financial structure to do like a frugal feezy does and say them coins. You know what I'm saying? But I think something you, you said was very good there. Like you got to have a strategy for this because even I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't have a strategy, a financial plan for like we were rapping the other day and you were like, you know, hey, straight up, what's your stocks plan? And I'm like, stocks plan, bro. I'm just buying these shits to get these shits. I'm, I'm trying to get the next Bitcoin. You feel me? Like I'm trying to buy something that's gonna be twenty dollars a day and five hundred thousand share dollars per share in five years. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no strategic planning. I know that's not great thinking. It's like, you know, that's not strategic. But it's like some things everything's not mad. Everything's not chess. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't have the literacy and even with credit and investments and things of that nature, our culture sometimes lacks lacks that mental fortitude to do it because I, I really think that a lot of people don't understand that you're not supposed to do what they say you're supposed to do with your credit. Like they say straight up, hey, max it out, pay it off, max it out, pay it off. It wasn't until recently I was learning, hey, keep 30% of those balances. That's all you need to use. And on top of that, if you really want to be wealthy, they say if you want to get an 800, 850 club, the 822s, only spend 1% to 7% of your entire available credit. And that 1% to 7% will show the creditor that you're not trying to live off credit that you just need access to it. And I think that's a whole other mentality because when you talk about buying homes, auto loans, car insurance, healthcare, getting jobs, things of that nature, maybe not healthcare, not as much. They're not looking at your credit score for healthcare. But everything else, they are. 
And it's like you have to not be scared about that. And I think there's there's like this underlying notion that people in our culture, we have to be scared of credit. We have to be scared of money, even though we love money. We love blowing it. It's it's a different mentality. Now, let me, to let me how interject we, right here and um, I'm going to touch on a few things you mentioned about me when it comes to money. So one thing that I did all throughout my life, like I, you know, I didn't learn about investing or didn't even start peeping game about investing until the last let's say four years, give or take 2013 and beyond, you know, you know, but I, um, all my life, nigga, I knew how to save money, nigga. Like I knew how to live to your bear. I knew how to live beyond you. I know how to live below your means. And I knew how to save fucking money. Those are two things that my mom always instilled in me, nigga. My mom, she, she had stocks and shit, but they were through mutual funds and she had a person that did it, but she never had to do it herself physically. She understood and how to read the stocks and, you know, how to read her dividends and everything like that. But as far as actually physically doing it, I had to learn that shit on my own and physically understanding, you know, what the fuck you're looking at. I had to learn that shit on my own. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I did have, I had that financial grounding of knowing, bitch, if one, don't put all your eggs in one basket and two, nigga, you, if you're going to spend something, you better have that shit in your savings account, nigga. You feel me? So, nigga, if you're going to spend a stack, you better have a stack in your savings account chilling. I was always taught that rule. I was always taught never spend more than you have. Because guess what? If you blow that stack and you need a stack for something else and you ain't got that stack for something else, that means, nigga, your fucking priorities are fucked all the way up. You feel me? So, so that's my whole thing. That's my whole thing or whatever. So, like, I, as I was saying with that, and, right. uh, and unfortunately, you know, the kind of roll off of that uh a majority of the baby boomers you know like e my mom's generation my aunt my aunts and all them generation they were only taught to save money they were taught several they were taught, taught several principles one get a job two work that job till you get old three save your money four retire and collect your retirement that's what they were taught but but you know Generation X, Generation Y, every, and, and all of us, or whatever the case may be, we were taught, and the millennials, you know, they're learning too, but we were taught to, oh, well, you know, it's another route. You know, you can go the investment route. Now, I don't know if you remember, but um, back in, before the uh, economic downturn, they used to have people, they used to have stockbrokers, and that was their legit job, was to go to, go, go to Wall Street. You know, they were go to go to these companies, and they were going to, and you call them, and they make your trades for you. You remember, you remember Wolf of Wall Street, very instrumental movie, and it's very, it's very influential if you pay attention to Wolf of Wall Street, and you know, and bypass all the, you know, yeah. sex and drugs and everything. Yeah, yeah. sex, money, and drugs. They're at, he's actually um, Jordan Belfort. Who is sex, money, drugs, and and if you the knew whores. who Jordan Belfort really was, and you did your research like you're supposed to do, you saw him at the end of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Introducing Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort, which is you know funny in its own, but you will learn that you know they gave you the game when it comes to stocks. They talk about the pink sheets. They talk about the blue chip stock. They talk about the penny stocks. They talk about all of the above. And if you really you know are in the stock game, you knew exactly what they were saying. They weren't speaking a different language. So I saw that to say is you know back then when um Stratton and Oakmont uh was a firm or whatever if it was a real firm or not uh Jordan Belfast firm I should say uh those people went to work every day and you called them and they placed your they placed your um. Your stock order, right? Now, in 2017, well, no, nah, let me go back to the economic downturn. So when the economic downturn, companies like that went under because why? Because now ain't nobody got no money in the stock market. Remember, everybody took their money out. Now, you know how I say I got I, I got somebody um that I know personally that's a millionaire? You know why they're a fucking millionaire? 
because when the stock market went down, he had money. He did not snatch it out. He kept it in because why? Because the market Mm -hmm. will always rebound. And when the market rebounds, if you got money in there, guess what? All the stocks that were once low will be high. Like you said, I want to I want to invest when it's shit twenty dollars, and I and then I want it when it's three hundred thousand dollars a stock. And I and I strongly know that that is a majority of the reason why he's a fucking millionaire right now because he kept his money in. Mind you, this was in two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Back in them days, nigga, I had money to invest, but I want to think about that. Why? Because as long as I was saving money, do nothing else matter. Because I was only taught to save money. But if I would have invested the money that I won was blowing on, I was blowing money on liquor, I was blowing money on polo shirts, nigga. That, I was blowing money on going out. You know what I'm saying? If I would have spent the money that I was blowing and the money that I saved in the, in the stock market, they got to be a fucking million right now. No bullshit. But again, we can't do that because we don't have, we didn't. I didn't have that foundation telling me to invest my foundation only told me to save. so guess what if i'm saving hey, i'm but, fucking adult bitch i'm good right. i ain't know nothing about investing he had a background where people told him the game i didn't have those people in my circle which is gonna bring me to another point but i'm gonna stay on this point right now and say that this is you know i'm gonna piggyback off this i'm gonna let you talk for a little bit then i'm gonna jump back in and talk more about stocks and shit um and saying that, you know, there are certain things and certain foundations that you need if you really truly plan on getting money out here in this fucking game. And I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Hey, this is this is the Just Politicking Podcast, your boy the hip hop lobby is rapping with the homeless PG the Great, talking about credit, money, getting your finances in order and just changing your life you know what i'm saying it's a, these kind of conversations they're kind of difficult to have you know what i'm saying and, and nobody's going to be transparent enough to open up their credit report right now and show you you know what i'm saying but we're going to have this conversation because th- things like this are important like, you, you said some very like you know it, it's great conversations at all as always right and i think something you, you popped out and say you know what we're going out buying bottles and i'm gonna tell you right now if you listen to just politics and podcast real quick i need you to go listen go to google Go to YouTube, type in J J A Y Morrison. Go listen to the brother, right? He's saying some very influential stuff. And you, you may think, oh, you know, this is some random ass dude on YouTube. I'll say this: Jeezy invested in this dude a million dollars so he can help teach other people how to how to not only fix their credit but also invest in real estate, right? Former dope, dope boy, drug dealer, served time on Rikers Island, like the Cleve Browder story. Came out, became a real estate investor, mortgage broker. Doing celebrity real estate, big time, right? And he's basically taking his mortgage game on what he knows from handling wealthy individuals in the real estate game and teaching you basically credit. But you know, Jay Morrison said something very influential in one of his um, Buy Back the Block series. Like, you know, when, when people in the culture, when black people, people of po- impoverished communities, when they get their check, it's like we got to show it off. We got to show off that we have money, right? We have to go out and get Jordans. We got to go out and get bottles. We got to go out and get polo. We got to go out and get clothes. We got to go out and show the world that we got money too. And we see it on the gram. Like, listen, you got money? How? I got money too. You ain't seen this outfit yet. You ain't seen these jays I'm yet. Gonna, um, I'm going to remind me to go ahead and, because uh, you alley-ooping me right now. So remind me to slam dunk this bitch when you're done talking. Hey, all right. Because there's a reason. There's a reason why our culture do that shit. You, you, you're right. It is. I, I, I'm going to let you get there. Right? But. Right. Mentally, it's a capacity to be like, you know what? This is what we do. We get a check. We got to show it. We got to show it. But other cultures, 
they get a check. Like, listen, you get $10,000 right now. What you going to do with it? You give $10,000 to somebody gifted you 10 racks right now. You know what you're going to do with it if you're black more than likely? You're going to go out. You're going to get some J's. You're going to maybe go do your wardrobe. Like, oh, I'm a business professional. I got to go buy some new suits. I'm a stripper. I need to go get some new drawers and some of that glitter that smell good in the strip club. I got to go blow this cash. That's what that's what our culture does. But they say other cultures, they take that and they go invest in assets. Because other cultures understand, like, okay, this $10,000, you know, I need to go ahead and put $2,000 away and maybe put it in savings and put it in the stock market. Maybe that $10,000 can be go towards maybe an FHA loan on some property to be a 3% down payment on some commercial property I'm looking at. You know what I'm saying? Or going to get some gold, rubies, jewels, platinum, things of that nature. Assets, things that appreciate over time, not depreciate like cars, because you know, most people, you're going to get 10 racks. Oh, I'm looking for a new car anyway. We're going to go buy something that depreciates. So by the time we even drive off that lot, that $10,000 car, if it's that much, maybe 7000 now. Hey, bro, you just threw me the second alley bro. Remind me to dunk this shit. Hey, hey, go ahead. It's a Just Politics Podcast. Hip Hop Lobby joined by my homie Feezy the Great talking about credit politics and not even politics, just credit finances. But go ahead. Hey, Blake Griffin, that thing. Nah, do what you nah, got to do. Do what you got to do. Nah, man. You know, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to really expand too much about this, but, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, by me being co-owner of the podcast, you know, I want to make this special announcement. We're going we gonna to switch up the swag, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, quick service announcement. We're going to we're gonna switch up the swag, man. When it comes to this, when it comes to this podcast, for the simple fact that you know, I think, you know, essentially you got to keep trying different formulas before each formula work. And to be real with you, and I think that's a part of the reason why it was so difficult to kind of record um, beforehand, because I think we were trying to focus too much on one specific area. For for example, Phil, um, my thing is this, you know, like I said, when it comes when when it comes to these podcasts. And the, every, our best podcast be our, when it be conversation just about shit. It's not just, you know, conversation about specific topics. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just conversations, period. You know, or whatever the case may be. Then, you know, if we have some specific topics, let's go in and hone in on these specific topics. But a majority of it needs to just be a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Prime example, think of Brilliant Idiots podcast. Think of um, uh, the Joe Button podcast. Think of... Um, Hell, even the Eating an Agenda podcast, I give you that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, because I listen mm-hmm. to that shit faithfully. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, shout out to Nick and them motherfuckers. And, you know, shout out to Live Little Thick Ass. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, you know what I'm saying? But, like, nigga, like, it's a, it's a flowy conversation. So, you know, I think we're going to start recording more, especially in the new year. That's one of my goals is to record um, at least one a month. That's my, like, bare minimum at the max, probably two. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just to kind of, you know, get some thoughts. Because I be having hella thoughts that I done got back on Twitter. You know, I be tweeting out my little random shit that nobody be paying attention to. But I be needing to record it, you know, put it on wax or whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, like I said, I just wanted to say that real quick. But we're going to get this shit rocking and rolling in the 18, my nigga. Trust me. Best believe. But um, back to what I was saying, uh, Phil, you threw me two alley-oops. So the first alley-oop you threw is uh, we were talking about one uh no, the second alley-oop was when you said why, 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 why our culture go out and buy stuff when we get money, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, and it's, no, 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 no. That was the first one, and the second one was um, that other other uh, other cultures buy assets. Right. Did. Right. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's let's go ahead and unpack this. Let's stop here parenthetically and talk about um, why 
our culture go out and buy all this stuff that that depreciates. The reason why we do that is because unfortunately we were a lot uh, our, a lot of our culture was raised in a raised in the type of environment that you have to constantly prove validation. So unfortunately, when it comes to when we get money, we don't validate ourselves by doing, you know, investing, uh, you know, validate ourselves by buying stuff that appreciate. We go and we have to buy the J's. We got to buy the forces. We got to buy the maxes. We got to buy the, the, the jeans. We got to buy the chains and shit like that. I'm guilty. I just bought two chains like two months ago, nigga. I'm guilty as fuck, but nigga, I, I also know how to invest too. You feel me? Like, nigga, I love watches, but guess what? Both of them investments, nigga, I'm going to keep this jewelry forever, and I'm going to keep these watches forever. Dog, I got some watches that I found that I did, thought I got rid of. I had, them, I had them for almost like five, six years, but that's an investment. You know, I'm getting my money worth out of them. But my point of me saying all this is that a lot of times our, our people go and buy these J's and shit like that to validate, our, to validate ourselves to other people that don't fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we, we, hey you're right. Me? Did. like nigga that's why they go like you said they go buy these cars because they want to validate themselves like bitch I'm, I'm i'm black i'm proud i'm rich and i got this that's why they buy these cars but then be pulling up in apartments that's why they buy these clothes but then be sleeping on their homeboy couch that's why they buy these these jays and then get them milk to their mama house because that's where they live at you feel me like nigga that's just that's just the culture that's that's going on that's just unfortunately you got to break that mold you got to break that cycle you know and like i said yes you have a lot of people in 2017 that are financially conscious or financially woke i should say but they they are they aren't enough nigga we need more we need more people to be financially woke we need more people to understand stock we need more people to understand credit we need more people to understand saving money we need more people to just understand not living fucking check to check we need more people to learn about budgeting we need more people to know about finance and all of the fucking above aprs and shit like that we need more people to do all this dog the the, the small amount that we call the talented tenth or the talent you know we you know refer back to the just politic a podcast when we talked about the talented tenth, the talented third, and XYZ, so forth and so on. Phil, is that episode still up? It should be. All right. You know be. what I'm saying? But so so refer back to when when our old um podcast or whatever the case may be. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's what happens. We are forced to validate ourselves and to show out and to be like, Yeah, bitch, we made it. And then you got other cultures, you know, like I saw uh, I, I continuously see this same meme that says, you know, when you're rich, you don't look rich, you act rich, or some shit like that. And they showed a picture of, um, of Mark Zuckerberg in his, you know, in his regular ass, probably Walmart t shirt and some sweatpants. And then, you know, of course, you can always go back to the legendary Steve Jobs and then how he always wore a black turtleneck damn there and some blue jeans every day you ain't see him in no designer jeans and he's one of the richest men in the fucking world you ain't see him in no designer jeans you ain't see him in no jays you ain't see him in no air maxes you ain't see him in no forces you ain't see him in no in no uh you ain't see him with all these chains on you ain't see him with with um with gucci frames nigga he was a very simple plain person wore the same thing every day he said the reason why he wore the same thing every day is because it 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 it, it caused less stress when he's trying to figure out you know, basically how to change the world with his technology. You feel me? Exactly. So it's like, damn, dog. Like, you know, when you come in there with that mindset like that, bro, there's no way you can not make a fucking impact on the world. 
excuse me, you dig? And then the second um, alley that you threw me was about how other cultures buy assets. Bruh, think about it. Why the fuck you think there's a little Haiti? Why do you think that there's a, a little Havana? Why do you think that's a Chinatown in these, metros, in these metro areas? Because what did they do? They bought, they, they pulled their money together. They bought assets together. And then what? They expanded their property. They expanded their reach. So guess what? We can all be in the same family. Why do you think everybody in their salons know each other? Nigga, they related. You know what I'm saying? So they investing in these nail salons. They investing in these hair stores. They investing in these in these Chinese restaurants in these Chinese um type stores. They doing that same thing with with Little Havana. These Spanish people investing in each other. They don't just cut grass. Ha ha, fool you. No nigga, they got stores. They got shops and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Little Haiti, so forth and so on. Like that's how all these areas came about. Because these cultures, they didn't go out and buy the J's. They didn't go out and buy the Benzes. They didn't go out and buy the the um the BMW X5 or the or the or the CL or the CLA 350 Benz. Nigga, they didn't go buy all that. They bought a movie. They bought a pickup truck, and they bought a van so they can carry them when they buy it with them when they go do whatever job they need to do. You feel me? Hey. That's a, and that sometimes that's how it's got to be. But you know, with, with our with our folks, we don't think like that. But again, bro, that's a that, you know we don't think and, like and, that. And, and, you know, again, that's a psychological thing. Again, like I said, when when you're behind the eight ball for so long, we, when our culture as a whole is behind the eight ball for so long, and I'm not even on the, I'm not even to go back to slavery and Kuti Kente days and shit like that. Nigga, I'm not even talking about that. You know what I mean? I you will. will, but I'm talking about more so of uh, the the bond that we were held in, that a lot of us are still held in. That tells us that bitch, we can't be shit. I'm talking about that bond, nigga. I'm talking about I'm talking about the 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 mindset of oh well, if you don't if you ain't good at college degree, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? The white people that ain't got college degrees, then they out here get money. You know what I'm saying? But again, you gotta, you know, what hey, I'm saying? we will beat, right. we will beat in our head that oh, if we ain't got a college degree, we ain't shit. So guess what? So now you got people that think that they ain't shit because they ain't go to college and now they feel inferior when it shouldn't be nothing like that. Everybody should be uplifting each other when you got a college degree or fucking not. You see what I'm saying? But unfortunately, you know, our culture is so damaged, dog, uh, to where we just got these fucked up mindsets when it comes to certain things. I, I mean, you know, it's not even to, to me. It's not even about slavery sometimes about that and i, I get what you're saying because some of it is you know, like you got to look at timing and shit you know what i'm saying some of it could be slavery some of it couldn't i, I still think we have slaves today but that's a whole nother topic but we, we do talk about that but when you think when you think about things like okay credit like the main topic of this conversation like credit wasn't around before the 70s you know what i'm saying and and you think about the time like we talked about parents earlier, um, the whole generation before us, baby boomers, and, and plus it's like they didn't have credit back in the 1930s. This was a post civil rights era thing, right? And not to say it's a social economic condition, but I mean I'm quite sure somebody sat back and said, you know what? There has to be a system for people who don't, who won't be able to pay their bills on time, who will if we give them anything, they'll be able to max it out and be indebted to us and we'll be able to make insurance money and all kind of money off your loss as a company off people's personal misgivings with their finances people who never learned finance who will finally 
getting some acclimation in building wealth and generating wealth. You know what I'm saying? That this could be another hindrance. And, and the thing is, it's like we get it to flaunt. We get it to show. We get that. You know what I'm saying? But at, at the end of the day, we never really knew how to manage this. And even down to the college degree piece. And again, go to YouTube. Check out Jay Morrison, because Jay Morrison said, articulates it a lot better than I. He said, you know, they don't even teach credit or anything like this in college. They don't teach in high school. They don't teach finance. They don't teach taxes like that. You know, the, the, the most that some people don't even know about taxes is you know, no, no taxation without representation and the Boston Tea Party, right? And I'm not, not saying in general, but if you ask most people, and I'm not talking about your super highly educated, your, your esquires of the world, your doctors of the world. I'm talking about your every every average day blow, drive through McDonald's um, drive through, and ask your recipient what their credit score is. Ask them if they know how much taxes are, or not even that, the interest rates, or or the taxes they paying as a whole for their job, just to have a job, or even that that business that they're working in, how much taxes are being paid for that business just to operate. You know, people don't understand that. And it, it comes down to the the ignorance of li financial literacy with a lot of these people because the education system doesn't teach us that. And nobody it makes an effort. So a lot of us is like, you know what? Credit, money, running legal, legal jobs or illegal jobs, whatever it may be. It's like, listen, I'm going to just get this cash and blow it. But but the, 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 the most telling part to me is, I mean, I'm a fan of the the scripture... Or, or, or the saint that is Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? And he said it best, you know. Do I have to repeat it? Didn't y'all know? You know what I'm talking yes, about, I right? I know what you're talking about, man. What's more important than blowing money Bruh, in the triple Bro, that's your shit. And when you think about it, you when you break that down even further, it's like, what, what's more important? When you think about the, the literal sense of it, and Jay Morrison pieced it together for me, still. You in the strip club throwing cash, cause cash is king. Showing I got cash is king. But the most important thing is, okay, how do you manage your bills? How do you manage this little bit of leeway of, yeah, you you get access to ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, but are you gonna use it all? Cause that, that that's really what it is. It's the credit isn't just oh it's cash, no, it's access to resource. You know what I'm saying? Because as Jake Morrison says, and financial planners as a whole, credit is nothing but make the ability to make payments over time. Can you make payments over time and can you pay it on time? And if you can't pay it on time Simple. and and it builds, you know what? You'll be more trustworthy for us to loan loan you money. And the mentality of it Damn is simple. And not to over talk it, but but to be real about it, is if you can show that you can make payments over time continuously. We'll give you more access to money. We'll give you more access to because it. You're, Go ahead. Because you're showing us being irresponsible. Exactly. Now, this is Just Politics and Podcast. Your boy, the hip-hop lobbyist. Repping with a homeboy. Feeds the great. Talking about credit, money, and improving and building black wealth. Feeds the great. Go ahead. Let's... Let's keep All the dialogue right, man, going. Another alley -oop, man. Third alley -oop of the damn game, coach. Um, you said... Tech, you said... Um, Hey, I'm trying to say, you said no taxation without representation. Now, check this out. 
check this, check this, check this. A lot of that's another that's another area. So people don't our our culture aren't familiar with credit. Our, it's, okay, the reality of it is our culture runs from money talk. Period. Whether it's in household, whether it's in public. Our culture runs away from money talk because one, it's like a pissing contest. Like nigga, nobody wants to, nobody wants to be the one to know to be making the less money. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, money is always not always not talk about. We 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 always run from the money talk. We always let the bills pile up on the table. We don't open up the um the the um the bills to see what it could be. Hell, they could be something on your credit that's about to fall off, but you wouldn't know because you're too scared to open up the motherfucking envelope. So right, so check check it right. So. My whole thing is this. So you got, you got it. You got to get to it, man. I, it was a book that I was reading uh, called Zombie Economics, and they compared uh, financial crisis to the uh, zombie apocalypse. And they were basically, you know, just saying different things like this. And one of the main things that they said was, uh, you got to get rid of the dead bodies. And the dead bodies essentially are the people around you or the things around you that drain your money, whether it's bad habits, whether it's you know, people always ask for money, whether it's uh, stuff you spend your money on, whatever the case may be, that's getting rid of the dead body. So um, about taxes, what I was going to tell you is that a lot of people don't understand that uh, for, you know, you depend on where you live at. You need to find out where you live at. You need to go ahead and open up an LLC, an LLC or a nonprofit. I don't give a damn if you got an LLC picking boogers or if you got a nonprofit uh that cleans up streets uh with soda cans or whatever the fuck you need to get some type of company in your name dirty hand bastard but you need to get a business up under you so that you can write off your motherfucking expenses during the year i've been doing this shit for the past five fucking years and like i said that's a part of the game that a lot of people don't understand that's a lot of game that people don't know yeah i know how to save money but like i said nigga i'm going four five years in the game nigga i know a lot of tricks i know tax tricks i know credit tricks nigga and i know um what what tax credit and what was other stock tricks my nigga so check this out and we're going to talk about stocks in a few i see we had 30 minute mark uh phil how how much time we got hey we got a, we got a limited time today baby i don't pay the bills oh we don't pay bills baby we got some who who are sponsors man who we gotta uh who we gotta give a shout out to who who's sponsoring this episode hey, hey this episode is sponsored by the hip-hop lobbyists you know if you check, check. haven't gone ahead and prepared for the winter winter is coming winter is here you can get your hip-hop lobbyist gear at shopphilipsingleton.com that's s-h-o-p philipsingleton.com you can get your exclusive hoodies and hey before you know it bitch we about to have some hat what the fuck chat chat just bottom taking podcast chat chat check it out um all right man shout out to our sponsors for this beautiful wonderful occasion but back to what i was saying um yes please get a business in your name so you can write off your taxes like i said i got tax tricks i got stock tricks and i got credit tricks i got more tricks for your mix you dig but anyway what i was saying all right and, and, and you know you know the best the best part about that is it's like we're talking about business tricks right i'm gonna tell you right now if you are in your car and you drive to work you use your vehicle for work whatever you do I'm telling you now, download the MyLiQ app, right? The MyLiQ app is one of the best apps out there for you for a small business owner. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what it does? It tracks every movement you make in your car. And you can determine if it was a personal drive or if it was a business drive. And it gives you the most accurate 
tax write-off indication of how much mileage you need to write off on your car each year. But we'll talk about it in another episode because Mile IQ does not sponsor the Just Politics and Podcast, but I do. Let's ride. All right, so check it. So, like I said, uh, we can use it. We like you said, we can. Uh, actually, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk about taxes, uh, cause you know it's almost time. You know, everybody finna get them good papers in the mail. They gonna run. They gonna go to TurboTax. They gonna go to their cousin that say, "Hey, I can guarantee you this return." Blah blah blah. And then risk going to jail for a long time. Um, so the whole point is, is that we gonna it ain't worth it, it ain't bro. Worth it, dog. So we gonna it ain't worth it. Bro. So we gonna talk about taxes on the episode. So we gonna call you know, and then we are gonna talk about my IQ and the different tax tricks or whatever. But I'm gonna stick on my um, I'm gonna stay stay to my code, and I'm gonna go ahead and holler about uh my stock tricks. So check it right. All right. So Phil brought up earlier uh about the stock plan that I asked him, and here's why. So, um, as Phil said, go on YouTube, look up Jim Rome. Jim Rome is a millionaire. Jim Rome has a um, Jim Rome has a YouTube video that said, "Getting rich is easy." You know, uh, keywords, keywords, and words that jump out at you. Getting rich is easy. So, you know, I want to know how the fuck you gonna tell me how getting rich is easy. His name is Jim Rome, and they say how to become a billionaire. Seriously. So, you know, in that video, please go ahead and watch it. It's on YouTube. In that video, you know, he brought up a lot of good things about money and everything like that. Of course, you know, you know, scared money don't make no money. If you ever go broke, I'm take some from you. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. But the reality of it is, is that. One of the main things that stuck out to me, and that's going to be one of my goals in 2018, is that he mentioned that just like in life, you know, in in life or whether we're, you know, you're married and, you know, you have uh, those mentors and those close married friends or whether you are in your career and, you you know, you have your mentors at work or if you're in college and you need your mentors to help you get your career started. Just like you have mentors in all those areas, you need a mentor with your money. You need a money mentor. You need somebody that, that you can look up to, that you can trust their judgment and they'll tell you, look, you need to put your money here. You need to put your money there. You need to look into this. You need to look into that they don't need to give you the game but you need to be willing to try to soak up the game from them you know when they when they try to dish it out every now and then but the fact of the matter is everybody that's trying to get money you are who you be around that's number one if you trying to get money look at your circle if your circle of the five people that you be around the majority of the time or the five people that you talk to the most if those five people ain't getting money chances are homeboy your ass finna be broke too or maybe you ain't finna be broke, but you ain't finna get the motherfucking money you thought you finna get. Same thing with, same thing if you hang around five bums, nigga. If you hang around five bums, guess what? You're going to be the sixth bum. But I guarantee you, nigga. Can't be. You're right. That's not an option, but I guarantee you, nigga. Hang around five people that's out here getting money and watch you get money. And one thing about it, though, if you're around money, people that's around money don't let people around them if they, if they don't see something in them or if they don't have money. So you need to look at that. So, so if you really want to get money, let's start there. Let's fuck finances. Let's don't even think about your bank account. Don't think about your wallet. Don't think about the cash you got stashed somewhere. Think about your circle. Let's start here. What's what what rich person hangs around broke people? Let's start there. You have to change your environment to be around people that get money. If you truly want to get money. So that's number one. Then after you change your environment and you, you 
coordinate yourself with these people that get money. Now let's talk about your finances. Now let's talk about these stock tips. Now let's talk about these credit tips. You want to know why? Because when you're around people that get money, they have these conversations. And we and just like people, just like niggas could talk about pussy and talk about bitches and talk about sports, it's the same way people with money talk about money. And they talk about money all the time. Hence the reason why they got so much fucking money. Hey, you're right. And you know why? Why? Because niggas be afraid to talk about money. It's like, you know what? We get money. What you're saying is real. You, you, you need a, a financial advisor in some aspect. Somebody who could teach you the game. You know what I'm saying? You have to. Because it's almost as if we want money, but we're scared of money at the same time. But, but that means that we real. don't really want money. That's the and see, and that's the thing about it. The only the, in America, this is what I learned. And I learned this shit mainly moving to Atlanta. You know, Atlanta. Shout out ATL ho. But you know what I'm saying. But this is what I learned with moving to Atlanta, dog. Everybody in Atlanta getting to it. Everybody in Atlanta getting money. Everybody in Atlanta is hustling to some extent. Nigga, the only reason why it's so and it's so much money out here in this world. The only reason why you don't get to the money is because you don't want to get to the motherfucking money. And that's, and that's it, bro. A lot of times when it comes to getting money, a lot of us stand our own way. And when I say us, I mean our culture. I mean the black race. I mean us, African-Americans, or if you just African, or if you just Haitian-American. What the fuck ever, bitch? If you black, and if you black and you made excuses to why you can't get money, it's because you didn't want to get money. It's too much motherfucking money in this world, especially when you got all these social media platforms that's free to pub your shit on. Like people just don't understand. That's why Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart wrote, start writing into his contracts about about his social media. Kevin Hart social media make him a lot of fucking money. Why you think Kevin Hart goes so hard when it comes to these promos and these videos and shit like that? All oh, that's pubbing. Same thing with DJ Khaled. How you think DJ Khaled got all got all? You remember he was on those silk commercials and he you know them Beats commercials, them Jordans and all this and all that. Why you think Khaled got that, bro? Cause of Snapchat. Why you, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like dog, like social media is to your to, to your exposure. You need to use that. Now, I say all that to say when it comes to us and us running for money, essentially, bro, like I said, it's a Phil, you still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way here. We we still rapping. We all, all right, the way. But the reason why I say that is because a lot of times, like I said, it's a it's an ego thing. Like I don't want you to know you make more money than me. You know, we don't talk about money. We don't talk about oh, if we in debt or nothing like that. We run and then go pray about it. Nah, dog, it don't work like that because you need to you need to get to it. So anyway, I say all that to say you need a money mentor and you need to change your environment because guess what? Even if you're around, even if you are getting money and you're around broke people, essentially your ass gonna get drained. You wanna know why? Because you're gonna be the motherfucker that always gotta buy. You know the that gotta pay for shit you gonna be the one that oh yeah we going to the club on him oh yeah we eating on him so that's why you need to change your environment not saying that these broke people are bad people but nigga if you truly got this money goal you're trying to get to nigga you need to change your environment which brings me to my next point that phil brought up earlier um last night um like i said i reevaluated my stock accounts i got uh, we're gonna and I'm, after the story, I'm gonna tell you, you know different stock apps and shit that I got, so you know you all can kind of get a feel for you know when I say I got these stock tip, these stock tricks, these stock tips. So um, I'm just saying, <laughs> right, bro, you gotta get to this cash, bro. If you don't get to it, bro, nobody will. You feel me? But um, my whole thing is um, so last night I reevaluated my stock accounts and I and I and I labeled my goal of what I wanted to meet at the end of the year. So I hit Phil up, you know, because me and Phil be having a lot of these good-ass conversations. Hits the reason why I say we're going to record more. We're just going to have a lot of these natural conversations where we just flowing or whatever the case may be. But I say, Phil, what's your stock plan? 
And Phil kind of was like, what What you mean stop playing? And then what? I told him I stopped playing. Right, exactly. You feel me? And I told him I stopped playing. I said, look, you know, this is what I currently got in stocks. This is the goal I'm trying to meet by the year. At the end of the year, then my next goal is to do this with my stock accounts, blah, 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 so forth and so on. And when I told him that, he was like, damn, nigga, I didn't even think about it that deep. And I said, yeah, it is. But again, like you said, I do a lot of research when it comes to stocks. So I know, okay, depending on what stock app you get, it's a certain way you can – um. You can maneuver certain ways. And just like how you broke down um, what Jay Morrison said about uh, real estate or what you say he said about uh, credit credit cards or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Bruh, this is how you got to break down stocks, right? You got to realize the reality of it is this. Unless you are a stock trader, like a day trader, and you do this shit for a living, that may not be the app for your liking. You know what I'm saying? Like Robin Hood, unless you know somebody that's like knee deep in the in the stock trading game to where he can shoot you the game and shit like that, don't fuck with it. Because you not unless you read up on stocks every day, which again, if you got a regular life or if you got a family or if you got, you know, a, a demanding job, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. But guess what? That doesn't mean that you're you're out of hope. That just means that you got to switch up the game. Now they have more they have more apps that you can use. So Robinhood is one app. Like I said, you can pick whatever stocks and everything like that that you want to invest in. The only downfall about Robinhood, you can't invest in penny stocks. If you want to invest in penny stocks, then you have to get an actual account with one of these um with one of these firms such as your Scott Trades or your E Trades or your uh, Option Houses in uh, TD Waterhouse. Um, those different uh, stock platforms, uh, Fidelity Investment, shit like that, because those are going to allow you to invest in penny stocks. Now, again, we're referencing back to the Wolf of Wall Street, nigga, if you own, if you own the motherfucking penny stocks and you hit the right stock, bitch, you in the game. You know what I'm saying? You you buy you a stock that costs twenty some cent. You throw about five hundred dollars in there, and then that stock flip to go to like three four dollars a damn. What's the name? Psh, fuck with me. You dig? Uh, um, but anyway, but they, you know that's essentially dealing with penny stocks, whatever the case may be. The pink sheets is what they called them in the movie. The pink sheets, the penny stocks. Uh, <laughs> right, my nigga, that's that was my shit, bro. I watch, I watch Wolf of Wall Street like five, six times, my nigga. But anyway, but um, so we got the pink sheets, and then uh, back to what I was saying as far as the apps are concerned. What you would do is you would now you would create another you would go to another app which will have like mutual fund like functions to where you just invest into a strategy. You can put however much into that strategy and then that strategy make you money. So my goal mine right now is an app called iBillionaire. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. I found about it on the Humbug. Um and they have these different um strategies or whatever. So in these different strategies, you have uh bitcoins which again we finna we finna tap on bitcoins for a little second we got bitcoins uh we got tech we got uh s p 500 elon musk and it's one more strategy uh i forget what it's called anyway so you have all these strategies right and of course it tells you the return rate on the strategy anything that has a higher return rate that's what you need to invest all your fucking money in so right now my money's invested in um my money's invested in what were the two I said, Phil? Tech and um Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a monster right now. Bitcoin, right now the Bitcoin price is going for like seven thousand per Bitcoin. Listen. Listen, nigga, I remember Bitcoin was in the hundreds. 
And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. This shit in the thousands now? I dropped the ball big time on Bitcoin. Bitcoin should have been the one. And uh, if people aren't familiar with Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. If you don't know what a cryptocurrency is, nigga, you the people that I'm talking about, they need to fucking tighten this shit up. Hey, that does it for this episode. It is your boy, the Hip Hop Lobbyist. Real quick, I want to thank the big homie Feezy the Great for coming through and talking about how to build black excellence, how to build black wealth. And clearly, it doesn't start with just, you know, stacking bread. It actually starts with the understanding of finances, the understanding of credit, and understanding that we are left behind in this system. And unless we have this open dialogue, this open conversation about how to build generational wealth, we're going to continue to have complaints and blame other people and other races for financial problems. And another piece. I know some of y'all heard we were just starting to talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and I had to cut the episode off because what I realized is when we recorded this episode in September or October 2017, and it's January 2018 now, but our knowledge base on cryptocurrency completely changed towards the tail end of 2017. So we're going to dedicate a whole other episode strictly for cryptocurrency and understanding Bitcoin. All right, we're going to get there. But anyway. This is your boy, the Hip Hop Lobby. This is the Hip Hop Podcast. Please subscribe, like, share, tell all your friends about us because we're going to be the conversation of our culture and keep this episode and this, these conversations pushing forward. Anyways, your boy, I'm signing out. Peace.